The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Everyone, welcome to the Arise to Success show. I'm your host in this show. My name is Jihad. Just a bit of a recap of the idea behind the show is that we're bringing inspiring guests to share their stories and their journeys to success, what they do and how they've achieved it. In my personal work as an educational practitioner in personality traits, I analyze individuals' personalities using the model of the Prophet Muhammad and I use examples of the companions, the Sahabas, as well as the Prophet's wives, who hold the same personalities as the individual in order to serve as their role models. Similarly, in this show, I want to also bring in role models of today who have inspiring stories to share with us and their, and their journeys behind their success. I want this to be an inspiration to all of us, inshallah. So this brings me to introduce my guest today. But just to let you know, listeners, this is a pre-recorded show, so we're not taking any calls today. But please feel free to send um, your comments or um, if you have any feedback on the show, you can send it on WhatsApp or on Facebook. Our WhatsApp number is 0779481822. And our guest today is Fatima Haji, who is a social media and paid ad strategist. She helps small businesses become visible on social media through creating content and paid advertising. Fatima started out marketing straight from leaving university. She fell into a job in public relations and loved working, but knew deep down inside that this wasn't exactly what she wanted to do. She tried different forms of marketing and have finally found what she enjoys the most. She wants others to understand that you don't have to be stuck into a job you don't enjoy, but explore and try new things until you come across what you, what you enjoy. Fatima, thank you very much for joining us on the Arise to Success show today. How are you doing, Fatima? Um, very well, thank you. Thank you, Jahad, for having me. Yes, it's a pleasure to be here and I'm doing very well this morning. Thank you and great to hear, alhamdulillah. So Fatima, perhaps if we start, if you can tell us more about you and what is a social media and paid ads strategist? Ah, okay, right. So we've all heard of like Facebook and Twitter mm. and threads and Instagram and LinkedIn. That's all social media. Mm. And one of my jobs is to make sure that companies, especially like small independent companies, um, get a chance to showcase their products mm -hmm. and what they're selling or their services on those platforms in a way that they get shown to the right people. Mm -hmm. So I create strategies for them to mm -hmm. allow that to happen. It's not just about sort of putting out a few posts and then hoping that you'll get some sales or you'll get some clients. It's like a deep rooted um, approach. There's a lot of strategies behind like how you can um, attract the right people to be looking at your content. It's about who you want to sell to, figuring out who your demographics are. Um, and it's businesses sometimes don't understand that. So it's about helping them, creating a strategy for them so that they can understand how best to use their time on social media so that when people are scrolling, they stop and the right people are looking at their products. That's the social media side of this, the strategy side of things. The other side is the paid advertising. So there's a lot of potential. Um, these platforms were all generally created um, so that there was like an advertising opportunity. And some businesses want to excel quickly and get their products in front of people. And that's what paid advertising is. And it's creating the right strategy for the right business and something that works particularly well for the business. So that's my job to help them create strategies so that they can become completely visible in front of their ideal audience. That's quite interesting because my idea behind, you know, uh, posting on social media is just, you know, just to create a post and put it out there. I never thought about, you know, the audience or the right strategy and so on. So how important is it to target the right audience in social media? Absolutely. So imagine that you're scrolling through Instagram. So you're, you're scrolling and you're scrolling. You know, you're not going to stop unless it speaks directly to you. So, for mm -hmm. example, I'll give you a very simple example. If I'm selling uh, a pair of shoes, for example, mm -hmm. I need to speak directly to you to tell you that this pair of shoes is right for you. It's not mm -hmm. just about putting a picture of the shoe. I need to tell you why you really need that shoe, because mm -hmm. imagine how many shoes there are on the market that, you, you know, you could potentially scroll through. 
So it's ensuring that I give you the benefits of that shoe. So if you've got a particular foot condition or if you've got a particular occasion that you're going to, a wedding or like an awards evening or something, you know, to make sure that you stop and you say, oh, that's a good idea for the awards night or, oh, yes, I've got that pain in my foot. This shoe is right for me. So, you know, mm -hmm. it's making sure that that messaging is is correct and spot on and speaking to that particular person. And if we don't do this, is there if we target everybody, is there an advantage? Is there a disadvantage about that? Targeting everybody is not really a good strategy because mm -hmm. imagine, imagine there's like, you know, billions of people scrolling through the internet, right? Mm -hmm. You've got to stand out. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you'll just blend into the crowd. It'll take you a lot longer for success. You know, it's it's almost like you'll become camouflaged into like, you know, mm -hmm. because you've got to kind of help people understand that hang on a second this is something that i really need i'm going to stop and i'm going to stop scrolling and i'm going to find out more otherwise you just become part of the background it's part of the blur and you just kind of merge into everything else there's so much content out there it's just about standing out and you know putting yourself out there and really sort of you know letting your audience understand that you know they need you or they need this product Mm. That's quite interesting because, as I said earlier, you know, I, in my idea, you know, I never thought that there was, you know, a specific strategy to actually post in the social media. So, you know, I would just post to anybody and I always wondered why I'm not having clients. <laughs> quite interesting. It feels like it's li li literally like a waste of time just putting content out there and not targeting the right audience because it's like we're going to really rely on luck whether it's gonna, the right person is going to see it or not. Yeah. And also it's like, imagine like you're reading, you know, like you're reading a newspaper or you're watching general TV, either you're going to fast forward the ads mm. or you're going to flick quickly through the newspaper. But if something really stands out and something you really need or a service that you really want to tap into, you're only mm -hmm. going to stop when that speaks to you. It's like any form of traditional marketing, even leaflets that fall through our door. You know, a lot of the time we just take them and then we just throw them in the bin. But mm -hmm. unless it's like if you've got tooth pain and the dentist, you know, throws a leaflet through your door and it speaks right to you, you're going to stop and look at it. Otherwise, it's going to get tossed in the bin. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And talking about leaflets, I'm just wondering here, what how important is it to have social media presence in that sense? You know, are you know, we are developing into the digital world and so on. So do we just rely on leaflets? Do we need to have as businesses? You know, do we need to have that social media presence? How important is that? So everything in marketing goes hand in hand. Mm. So we can't just rely on social media. So mm. we can't just say, right, I'm going to post, I'm going to have the right strategy. You've like, say, for example, if there's companies who are selling products, you've got to make a, an appearance to events. You've got to be at the forefront. People have got to feel your products. You know, you've got mm. to have a presence somewhere. You've got, you know, you've got to decide. You've got to try a few things. For some people, if it's like a local service or a local area, it's worth doing like a, a leaflet drop because obviously mm. you're the local person. If you're selling kind of products to a very niche market, you've got to turn up to like, you know, all the events, so for example, if you're like at selling a Muslim, uh, you know, inspired product, then you've got to turn up to like, you know, the Eid festivals and other things, Eid road shows, that those kind of things. Mm -hmm. So it, it, the kind of two go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. I think ideas start on the internet. People are scrolling, people are, you know, sort of going to Google search terms and looking at like, you know, what they're, what they want. And mm -hmm. then they're sort of, you know, then they'll go to your website or they'll go to your Instagram profile or your Facebook profile. So it's like almost like a journey for them. And then they'll think, oh, OK, this looks interesting. Where can I see this? So if you're like at the local, you know, um, if you've got a shop, they might come and visit your shop. If you're at an exhibition, you know, you're, you're sort of saying I'm going to be at the exhibition. They might make the effort to come to the exhibition. And then, they, you know, it's like a journey for them. They may just order the product and say, right, OK, fine. If you've got a good refund policy, I'll send it back. If it doesn't generally, you know, you keep what you've ordered. So mm -hmm. it's a journey. Everything kind of goes hand in hand. It's not just one is greater than the other. You know, it's you've got to you've got to make a presence some, somewhere else. The biggest thing is the social proofing. It's the more testimonials, the more reviews that you have, the more trustworthy that you become as a business. I think that's really, really important. So if you've got lots of nice reviews, people are saying, you know, people have got your product and they're really enjoying using it. It's always worth encouraging them to put a review on for you, either on your website or either on like Google or, you know, Trustpilot or whatever is appropriate for your industry. Mm. So 
um, when you're saying that, I was just relating to the old fashioned style where we'd have like, you know, face to face interactions and then, you know, people spread the word. And that yeah. feels like that's the review back then. And then now moving into, or not moving into, but having more of social media presence, the reviews is more of the spread, is equivalent to that spread of word. Would you say that? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're, mo you know, if you've got a product and you, you're using it, you know, and you put a review, you're, you're encouraged to put a review, but I'm often asked by businesses, oh, you know, you've used our product, can you put a review? And I will generally put a review on. It's quite nice to leave positive feedback for a business so that they can expand more. But what you generally find then is that when people are looking for that product online, they're, they're less more, oh, we need to see the product and more trustworthy of, you know, um, just buying the product. So Amazon mm. is a great way, right? Like if you look at somebody like Amazon, the product always has lots and lots of reviews. So you can read, you know, was, you know, does it, if it's closed, does it fit to the right side? Do I order a size bigger? Do I order a size smaller? It takes away that kind of guesswork um, mm. buying the product or, you know, um, you need like a bigger socket or you need, you know, this, these were the disadvantages. So you can kind of adapt and say, okay, right, this is the right product for me. So yeah. I think, yes, it has kind of come away from word of mouth and it has moved more onto online, I would say yes. Mm. Though the other thing that I would say at this point is that you're more likely to share reviews as well. So if you're looking at something and you're sharing it with your friends mm -hmm. and you come across a really nice product, you know, I might send it to like my friend's WhatsApp group and say, look, oh, wow, mm -hmm. this is this looks good. Has anybody used it? Or, you know, do you know somebody who's used it? Mm. It's got really great reviews. So I think mm -hmm. that's, you know, that works really, really, really well. Mm, absolutely and I notice as one group some people tend to ask as well okay you know I want to try this product has anybody tried it so then they pass on to each other the reviews and what they think about the product so yes absolutely um, and I'm just going to go back a little bit to what you said earlier which is a you know to try a mixture of different things you know to have the you know to spread the word about your business so you mentioned about face-to-face -face interactions social media presence and so on is there a specific reason behind having you know that presence in different platforms is it because some audience would be using social media some audience are more face to face what would be the reason behind having that mixture not just limiting yourself to one specific platform so i i always advise clients to have a look at what they're selling or the service mm -hmm. that they're providing and having a real deep think about who is their ideal audience and then mm -hmm. thinking about what platform does that ideal audience you know go to so mm -hmm. is it instagram is it linkedin is it facebook you know mm -hmm. is it twitter right and because it's really difficult for us to be everywhere all the time yeah. and then to say okay i'm going to make my presence on say for example instagram right mm -hmm. and i'm going to dedicate a good few months to seeing how well it, i responded to instagram right mm -hmm. But at the same time, to look at your social kind of standing in other places. So, you know, be it if it's local businesses, be it leaflets, if it's the shows. So to kind of use the outside, but concentrate on one aspect of social media. And then when you see success, then move on to other platforms yeah. and use them accordingly. I think it's really, it's not sustainable to be everywhere all the time. And I think that's where businesses get overwhelmed. They think, yeah. okay, I'm gonna make my presence on Facebook. I'm gonna be there on Twitter. I'm gonna be there. And then they just burn out. Whereas yeah. if you just posted on one platform, gave it your all, learned the platform inside out, you know, I think they you would enjoy it a lot more because you see that kind of results happening. And then, you know, you can go away to Twitter and say, you know, you can go away to Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and say, right, you'll find me on Instagram and people will come to Instagram to find you. So, you know, you've got that kind of leeway that if that's where you're going to be, tell everybody where you are. Mm. And that's a mistake. I, I must say I'm guilty of that because I, that's what I tried. It's like, you know, what? let me find my audience everywhere. Let me go here. Let me go there. And as you said, you get burnt out at the end. It's like, OK, you realize, OK, let me just focus on one at a time and then see how this goes and then move into the next one. Mm -hmm. um, just to remind the listeners, Fatima, um, is that, you know, we have Fatima on the show today. who's a social media and paid as ads strategist. Um, she helps small businesses become visible on social media through creating content and paid advertising. Fatima started out in marketing straight from leaving university she fell into a job in public relations and loved working but knew deep down inside that this wasn't exactly what she wanted to do so she tried different forms of marketing and have finally found what she enjoys the most so now she wants others to understand that you don't have to be stuck into a job you don't enjoy but to explore and try new things until you become across what you enjoy and just to remind everyone here is that we this show is pre-recorded 
So we're not going to be able to take calls today, but please feel free to text or WhatsApp your thoughts about the show at 0779481822. Alternatively, you can also comment on Facebook. Um, so Fatima, talking about, you know, social media and so on, we'll move into your journey and, you know, your your to inspire others about your journey to that success, mashallah. You, we were just talking about, you know, finding the right audience. Um, and I was wondering here, how is there a tip to help us find, you know, think about where we can find our audience? Is that something that you do as part of your job? Or is there something like that can help others who are listening here? Like, okay, I don't know where I can find my audience. They could be here, they could be there, they could be anywhere. Is there, what would you advise for them to do to help them to make that decision? Um, that's quite an interesting question, actually. So yes, it is something that I help businesses do. Um, one tip advice I would be like, literally create a persona, name your person, right? Mm -hmm. Name where, what kind of life they have. So their demographics, where do they live? How old are they? What job do they have? How much do they earn? You know, what do they do in their free time? What do they, you know, what do they enjoy doing? What are their hobbies? You know, do they, are they like gym goers? Are they theater goers? And then, you know, take a step back, sit down, look at your person and really think um, where would this, on what platform would this ideal person hang out at, right? Mm -hmm. So, for example, Facebook is like a little bit of an older audience, right, traditionally. Mm. So if you've got like a 50-year-old, you know, 45 plus to about 60-year-old, you know generally that they're going to be hanging out on a lot of Facebook groups because that's what's familiar to them. If you've got a slightly younger audience, so that kind of over 30s to like 45s, um, and they're women or even generally men also, they tend to sort of hang out more on um, Instagram if it's like, um, if you're sort of more professional, if you're, for example, uh, lawyers, solicitors, IT, th those kind of things, they're more, you know, if you're looking for businesses mm -hmm. to um, tap into your services, you're, you know, you're better off on somewhere like LinkedIn. Obviously, mm -hmm. that's very general, but it's mm -hmm. worth just making that list. And I, you know, I even provide a photo of that person on the side. So you sit back and you're, you know, you're looking through your list and like think, right, hang on a second. Where, where would this person hang out? Mm -hmm. Right. And you sort of and it really is about looking at that list, looking at that person, seeing and taking really taking that step back as a business owner and saying, right, I want this is this is the person I want to come to my business. Mm. And then asking yourself, you know, this is where they will hang out and sort of identifying that. I think that's the, that's the easiest and the best way to do it. Mm, that's interesting. Do you listen to Russell Brunson? Uh, sometimes, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember reading part of his book and this yeah. is a, you know, a lot of similarities with what you're saying. And he's very well known in marketing. Yeah, so. yes. yeah, yeah. So thank you for sharing this because that reminded me when I read a part of that book. I'm a, I'm a person who's not very much into reading. So it's a bit difficult for me to read because <laughs> I'm more of an auditory person. I like yeah, So do you listen to audiobooks then? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I should move into now because now I'm, I'm quite busy. So I stopped kind of reading or listening to any audiobooks. But now we, we, do have that advantage of um, listening to audiobooks instead of reading if we don't really you know not into reading so I'm speaking about myself but when I read uh, one of his books before it was a lot of you know what you're saying here a lot of similarities here and that seems to be quite a big thing in marketing um, and I realized I didn't do this at the start I didn't think about my audience and then you know we just try to aim for every everyone and someone told me if you try to aim for everyone you're not aiming at anyone right so I felt like, okay, you know, I wasted a lot of time there. So it's great that you're sharing these tips for anybody who's listening so that if anybody is, you know, thinking about business, that's something that um, the foundation of um, their business in order for them to do that research a little bit at the start and to do those preps at the start before jumping into a business, because that will save a lot of time and a lot of energy. So thank you for sharing that, Fatima. Now, moving a little bit to talk about you. Um, so you loved what you did in public relations, but you deep down, deep down inside that isn't what exactly you know exactly what you wanted to do could you tell us more about that mm, yeah so when I came out of university mm. um you're young you're naive you're ready to take on anything that you know is thrown your way so I remember mm. sort of one Friday evening uh you know somebody said right you, you need to call this lady she's got you know she's looking for a position um mm. and I think you'd really fit the bill and I did mm. I called her on Friday afternoon and she called me for an interview on Monday and I was working mm. by Tuesday wow. you know, it's, it's, you know it's, it's very unheard of yeah. you know um and it was it was a very exciting job it was government public relations it was working mm -hmm. on a newly formed sort of ethnic minority desk you know mm -hmm. it was working with um 
ethnic media to um, let them know about government announcements. It was all very, very exciting. You know, it was all, and when you're out of university, anything new is, you know, I've got a job, you know, you know, I can now start earning and you give it your all. And I was lucky enough to be really, really enjoying what I did. And I, you know, I gave it my all for a good three years. And then you reach a point where you think, okay, right, I'm going to be thinking about starting a family, you know, am I really going to be able to go up to events until 10pm at night? Is it really going to be sustainable? And you start questioning those things. Mm -hmm. And you also reach a stage of a little bit of like um, fatigue as well, right? You, when, when you start giving things your all and you're working all hours and you're at the office really early in the morning and you're staying mm -hmm. to really late in the evening, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of you're happy at that stage to kind of give up a bit of your life but you know you kind of look at the future and you think right okay I can't really do this with children I can't really do this with you know a family yeah. and that's when you start of you know you I sort of started looking at what what are, what else are my options mm -hmm. um, and you really sometimes get stuck because you're in a job that you really enjoy but you know deep down inside that it's not really something that you're going to be able to sustain you're mm -hmm. not really going to be able to take on in the future if you want to have that work-life balance and you know you you kind of you, you do you question yourself um so yeah so I started to um think about what options I may have um and what you know what the future held and like with anything there's no set answer um mm -hmm. I found that there's no you know nobody's going to give you an answer nobody's going to tell you exactly what to do it's up to it was up to me to figure figure this out Mm -hmm. So I did. I started, you know, I started the family and I thought, you know, I'm going to take that one year of maternity leave um, mm -hmm. to actually figure out what I really, really want to do. Deep down inside, I just wanted to go back to work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was yeah. what I wanted to do. But I also deep down wanted to spend a, a time, a lot of time with my with my with my children. Mm -hmm. so you're kind of you're kind of torn at that point in life. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a really hard decision to make. And I think a lot of women um even like sort of 20 years ago and even now you know you you sort of think you know you, you're kind of torn right so it's it's a, it's a difficult decision it's a difficult decision to make so yes yeah, so I, I took the whole year out I enjoyed spending time with my little one um, we did everything you know because I didn't know what was next um, and then it was coming up to sort of 11 months of maternity leave and it was like oh should I go back two days a week should I go three back three days a week and I just made a conscious decision to say actually I'm really enjoying my time with the little one I'm actually just going to take some more time out and I resigned from my job and it was it was really sad at that time because like I said I, I really enjoyed what I did um, and it was it was hard to say I'm not going to come back to work and I'm not going to you know do what I loved but I think that was the best decision I made um, because had I continued I think it would have been really difficult I would have been burnt out and I would have I would have not enjoyed um, and it was all you know it would be always playing on my mind that I've got a little one at home and I'm at work so I think it would have been really really tricky. Mm, well, quite interesting. And you mentioned about that work balance and having, you know, to look after yourself as well as your family. How important is that? Is it quite important to take time to look after ourselves, in your opinion, based on the decisions that you've made or, you know, quite important to make that work balance? Or do we, you know, a lot of people just kind of just go with the flow? What's your input in that? I think for me, it is it is really important to have that that balance. Mm -hmm. I think had I just continued, I would never have discovered other avenues, other areas of life that I, you know, you, you forget, you forget about yourself, you forget about, you know, educating yourself um, and growing in your career. Sometimes we just stay stagnant. We just want the next level up. We just want the next level up. And it's just all very, you know, hierarchical. But actually, if you're going to go linear, um, mm -hmm. There's a lot more that you can discover. And also it's a journey. It's about self-discovery as well. Right. Mm -hmm. It's about who you are as a person. Mm, yeah. So it's it's almost like, as you said, you know, for you, that that kind of, you know, you, you had to make that decision and it was hard for you to make that decision of leaving work. But then you were you realize how important that was. So it's very important to kind of assess your situation as individuals and see what works better for you and what does it work better for you. Con take into consideration your situation, your family situation as well, because as you said, you had a little one, you loved what you did. And sometimes you, we have to make compromises here based on the best decision that we have to make for ourselves. 
else. And alhamdulillah, that led to something greater happening um, to yourself when which you started, you know, your own um, business helping um, uh, other business owners as well. Um, so the question here as well, how did you find what you enjoyed the most and what you what would you advise others to do to be able to find that? And we'll end with that question before we go for a break. So, yeah, uh, if you can give, give us a bit of you know feedback on that. OK, so I think for me, what I've learned along the way is to be open. Right. Mm. If something doesn't feel right, don't do it. Right. Mm. So for me, I think at that point I felt like going back to work wasn't right. So I didn't do mm. it. Mm. Um, at that time it was a hard decision but in hindsight it's probably the best decision and that's what I've done for the rest of my life if it doesn't feel right don't do it right mm. and it keep yourself kind of open to mm. opportunities that come your way so after I went back I, I went into a completely different field I went into running a nursery and that felt right at the time and I did that and it wasn't right <laughs> so mm. at the back of my mind I still had oh I need to go into marketing I need to go back into marketing I really really enjoy it you know this is really what I wanted to do mm. so I think it's just don't you know if it doesn't feel right don't do it and mm. also keep yourself very open because what I learned during mm. the time of running my nursery was that you know there's there's a lot you, you just you do have a sense of self-discovery as well you know what you enjoy doing what you don't enjoy doing what aspects of life you do enjoy and sometimes you have to do things that you don't enjoy to understand mm. what you enjoy yeah we'll continue that after the break because i think there is more to expand on that so listeners thank you for listening so far please stay tuned this is inspire fm luton 105.1 we'll see you after the break Assalamu alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Assalamualaikum everyone. Welcome back to the Arise Success Show. We have Fatima who is a social media and paid ads strategist. She helps small businesses become visible on social media through creating content and paid advertising. Fatima started out in marketing straight from leaving university. She fell into a job in public relations and loved working but knew deep down inside that this wasn't exactly what she wanted to do. So she tried different forms of marketing and have finally found what she enjoys the most. She now wants others to understand that you don't have to be stuck into a job you don't enjoy, but to explore and try new things until you come across what you enjoy. So this is a pre-recorded show, um, so we're not going to be able to take any calls today, but please feel free to text or WhatsApp your thoughts or comments on 0779481822. Alternatively, you can also post those on Facebook. So Fatima, before the break here, we're talking about, you know, social media and what you do and a little bit about your journey. And we kind of, before the break, we were talking about how you found what you enjoyed the most and what would you advise others. And sorry, I had to rush you there because we're going for a break. Is there anything else you want to add to that or do we move on to the next? Um, we can, yeah, we can move on to the next one. I think we were just talking about, you know, sort of, you know, don't, you know, keep yourself quite open. Um, sometimes you've just got to try, new, you know, things that you don't enjoy and to find out that you don't enjoy them. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. So I was wondering as well, were there struggles or challenges or challenges in finding your passion, what you enjoy? Was it an easy process for you to do? Were there struggles there? And how did you manage to get through those? Absolutely. There's always struggles in sort of, you know, whatever, whatever you choose to do in life. It's never, ever smooth sailing. Um, mm. And I'm sure a lot of people who are tuning in and business owners know that, you know, it's, it's a hard journey. Um, I think I know I didn't have a clue about running a business. Um, I didn't clever, um, although I had some management experience of managing and running a team, running mm. your own team is is very different to, to you know, running somebody else's team. Yeah. So, you know, those, those are big struggles, right? Because mm. um, when you're, when you're new to business, you don't understand, you know, it's, it's a minefield, what needs to be set up, what doesn't need to be set up. Um, so I think for me, I just went out and looked for support groups. Mm. Um, joined kind of Facebook groups, um, found paid groups that I could do, join, um, where I could ask questions, where there was already an established community. And Alhamdulillah, now I'm part of five or six really good communities um, mm -hmm. of who um, would help me. So, you know, people who are 
um, social other social media strategists who work with similar businesses, uh, Muslim sisters who are you know also business owners who would be able to answer questions, um, a friends group that, you know with, you know who joined for a common interest, those kind of things. So I think a, a big a, a support network is is definitely you know a good way to start to sort of if you're kind of stuck because. Um, you'll always find somebody who's been through a similar experience. And even now, you know, if I've got an issue with a, with a client or if I've got a question with a client, mm-hmm. I'll always turn to my support group. I think that's that's really important. But, you know, there's nothing that nothing goes smooth sailing. You know, it, it's I've never heard somebody say it's been the easiest journey that I've ever done in my yeah. life. Course, yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't exist, right? Because it's a journey. It's, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're going you're gonna to hit... Um, brick walls you're going to hit you know that you're going to face challenges um and it's it's about how you handle those challenges mm. uh, and how you go about you know building your own character to say yes okay I've got this challenge but every challenge has a solution and it's going out finding that solution um and it's it's interesting just before the break when you mentioned the books you know books that mm. you read you know, that's that's a great way, podcasts, books, to expand your knowledge. I've done so many courses along the way. If I feel like, you know, I've got a really big weakness in this area um, to go away and do a course. So, you know, it's it's about the methods that you use to overcome those challenges that are really mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned here support and, you know, kind of self-development as well, because that helps you to progress as well. I want to pay attention to support here. Um, a lot of people struggle not having that support, you know, whether it is, you know, from people closer to them or, you know, as you said, communities there. What would you recommend? I mean, how important is that support and what would you recommend for them to do in terms of, like, for example, you said you, for yourself, you looked for those support groups on Facebook. Are there any tips to help them to get that support if it's quite important to do, to do that? What would be your feedback on this? Absolutely. So I would say support groups start local. Mm-hmm. So there are always local business groups that join together um, for breakfast mm-hmm. meetings, for lunch meetings. Just go along, start networking. Mm-hmm. You never know who you'll you'll bump into, and you never know what advice you'll be given. Mm-hmm. And then from that, you know, uh, you know, you 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 kind of understand networking and those support groups a bit more. Then you can start looking online and seeing what's available online for you mm-hmm. um and then you know then the wider the wider groups it's more the training groups mm-hmm. if you're joining a training course there's always a support group behind those training courses as well so if mm-hmm. you're training with five or six other people you know don't be afraid to say hey guys do you want to you know join together to make a support group uh, where we mm-hmm. support each other um i you know i was needed to polish up some linkedin skills um, and joined um, a course and there were eight of us doing the course together and you know I said right guys you know this is a hard course it's very mm-hmm. intense let's get together um, on a whatsapp group and let's help each other through it and that became a support group and we still communicate via that support group we still ask each other questions that we're unsure about mm-hmm. um, and we help each other because obviously we, we've been on a journey together mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's really important you know it's it, you don't need to be alone in business at all yeah. um, there's so many groups you know societies industry-led groups that you could join um, mm-hmm. nobody needs to be alone at all and I think business owners they do feel like kind of alienated because they're yeah. you know they're working hard on their business but you know that there's just really no need to you know yeah. there's, there's a lot of people out there and um, mm-hmm. there's women's network groups there's you know if Muslim women's network groups there's so many of them yeah absolutely and as you said the journey is does become a bit lonely sometimes if you try to do it all on your own um and there are as you said there are a lot of support groups out there if we just look for them i remember at the start as well um when i came across sisters in business you know it was emails i was getting and i had no idea who jennifer is the the, you know the founder of uh, sisters in business and then i was talking to my friend you know i was a bit down at the time you know the the journey of business can be very lonely as you've mentioned and my friend was just like why do you drop them an email you know see what they offer and it started that way. I dropped them an email. They're like, okay, we've got an event, come along. And subhanAllah, you know, by going and networking, it, as soon as I walked through the doors, that sisterhood was just amazing. SubhanAllah, everybody wanting to support one another. And it makes you feel that you have that support. You're not alone in that journey. And subhanAllah, you know, from there, you know, the WhatsApp group for the Sisters of Business was greater. This is how I met yourself and I met so many other sisters, alhamdulillah, and, you know, end up having uh, quite a lot of yourselves in my show. 
So you never know where it leads to, right? It can start with just network, just going somewhere, going to an event, and then a lot of doors start to open from there. So when you said networking there, I thought that's really important to emphasize on that because in businesses that really, really helps a lot to um, to meet different people and you never know where that takes you, alhamdulillah. And that's where, you know, for me, it got me here where alhamdulillah, I'm having lovely guests like yourself to come on this show. So it's for sharing that. Um, in terms of facing challenges that you talked about earlier, it can be very difficult if you're lonely, um, that support really helps. Can you perhaps share with us a bit of your experience on the mindset? What's, you know, the healthy mindset towards challenges? Do we look at challenges as something kind of like to put us down or challenges as a way to help us to progress and go to the next level? Yeah, absolutely. So imposter syndrome. Am I good enough? Am I not good enough? You know, there's other people who are better than me. You know, there's so many of us in the industry you know, am I all, am I going to be good? Am I not going to be good? That's that was my biggest challenge. You know, that mm-hmm. kind of self doubt. Self doubt. I'm going alone. I'm going. You know, at that time, I didn't have a team that you know I worked with. Um, and it's it's that constant. Am I good enough? Am I doing a good job? You know, mm-hmm. am I giving my clients and you know the businesses what they really need? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm, is it you know is it worth is it worth me or could, it, could they have done better with somebody else or mm. and that's you know that self-doubt always creeps up somewhere and even now sometimes you know when you think okay hang on a second I want to expand I want to grow um but am I good enough to grow you know and that's but we it's a constant talk to ourselves it's constantly yeah. telling ourselves that you know hang on a second we've got this far and I always reminisce about my journey and mm. I always think I've come this far so if I've come this far I can go further and it's talking to yourself all the time or yeah. finding a friend in your network group to say, hang on, look, I'm going through this. Just hear me out for a second. And just, mm-hmm. you know, um, what do you think? Getting a second opinion. And, mm-hmm. he, you know, just getting that kind of um, confidence to say, yes, OK, I've come this far. I can go mm-hmm. further. Um, and a few years ago, I started sort of journaling every mm-hmm. evening you know, just sort of five minutes at the end of the day to understand what, you know, what I'd achieved in the day. And I think that's been like a game changer. I think Mm -hmm. if you just spend five minutes at the end of each day, sort of what went right, what went wrong, Mm -hmm. uh, the what went right gives you the confidence to say, Mm -hmm. right, okay, hang on a second, this is going well. And the what went wrong gives you time to evaluate and say, yeah, okay, you know, there are gaps in in what I'm doing. And this is what I can improve on. I think that's, Mm -hmm. that's, how I find is a good way to overcome the challenges. Um, lots of people have different strategies, but yeah. this really helps me. No, I, I love that actually, that journaling, you know, the positives and negatives and how can you remember the positive for confidence and, you know, for to help you that actually, you know, you're doing something great and also the um, um, the things that may not have gone so well, how can you improve them? So I really like that strategy. How often do you do that? And is it is it worth doing it once a year, quarterly, you know? What do you think? I think every day, if you spend... Um, Five minutes every day. I ingrain it into one of my daily prayers. So Mm. I just spend five minutes at the end of a prayer and say, you know, um, I'm just going to spend five minutes. Just, you know, sometimes it's just thinking. Sometimes I do write it down. And I've got a little book that I use. Um, If you just do it on a daily basis, you're growing every day. That little bit of growing. And it doesn't have to be reams of paper. It's just jotting down three good things, three things that you want to improve on and just Mm. seeing what tomorrow will bring. So just that little Mm. bit of reflection at the end of the day. Now, I really like that because, you know, sometimes we forget the great things that have gone in our day, right? And we just focus on the negatives and, you know, the things that may not have gone so well. I mean, not for everybody, but, you know, sometimes we do tend to do that, isn't it? And if we don't do it today, we might do it another day. So I really like how you would end your day with thinking about it, reflecting mm-hmm. so that you can feel great. OK, you know, what? I'm doing something great. And, you know, there are certain things I can improve on. Um, and that reminds me as well. I think Instagram and Facebook, I'm not sure about Facebook, but Instagram does that like by the end of the year or I think on your birthday, I can't remember. But it kind of shows you about your reflection in the year and then the reflection the previous year and the previous year as well. So when I was looking at mine, I was like, you know, I have actually achieved quite quite a bit this year. And, you know, sometimes we think, what have I done? You know, there's so much more I want to do. So I was like, wow, Instagram kind of helped me to see what I've achieved. (laughs) So we can do that ourselves through the reflections and the the journaling, whether it is daily, you know, and it works differently for everybody. So for yourself, work work daily. For me, I think, you know, I really like the strategy that you provided there where you just reflect at the end of the day, see where what you've done and how you can move forward with that. So thank you. That's I think that's a really, really great strategy. Thank you. 
for sharing this. I think as a business owner, just mm. generally, you do do like quarterly reviews, mid you know mid year reviews, and then end of year reviews. So I think for the bigger picture, so the bigger things, those are quite important, right? Sort of. Mm it frames what you've achieved in three months or six months or whatever you're doing and where you're going for the next three months so it gives you some kind of a direction you know so that you're not it's like the Instagram posting like you said earlier it's like I'm posting I'm posting I'm posting but if you don't know what you're posting and what your aim is for the next three months yeah. it becomes a little bit like you know if you haven't got any direction then you know this gives you that little bit of direction now that's great and we'll talk about goals and directions but i thought i'd just remind the listeners that we have fatima on the show today who's a social media and paid ad strategist she helps small businesses become visible on social media through creating content and paid advertising so fatima we're just talking about goals and you know um how important is that to set goals to set plans and to know where you're going and to reflect on those as businesses is that important as a strategist you can't build a strategy without a goal so it's super important right so um yes every strategy i build has a goal so Mm -hmm. i'll look at goals every three months but one thing that i do always remember is that goals need to be flexible Mm -hmm. they need to be changeable right so you Mm -hmm. can't say okay right in three months time i did not achieve these goals but i'm going to try again in three months time you've got Mm -hmm. to look at what didn't go right why didn't you achieve those goals right Mm -hmm. for example was there something that stopped has the market changed has the demographic changed Mm -hmm. and then reset your goals realign yourself you know don't just continue what you're doing it's just you know rethink why didn't this work I provide all my clients a monthly report and I always look at what went well in the month but hang on we didn't have a great month this month so Mm -hmm. we've got to change tact and we've got to change strategy this month because Mm -hmm. we're not achieving what we want to do so Mm -hmm. we've got to change so you know we've got to change our goals to meet our target and Mm -hmm. if if we can be flexible you know we can achieve a bit more the the following because you know it's very easy to month on month say right okay it didn't work it didn't work okay it didn't Mm -hmm. work and then you, you kind of lose interest at the end of the day but if you're flexible and you know you kind of adapt and you sort of look and you evaluate yeah. it's a lot easier to then achieve the following month so am I right to conclude from what you said is that to kind of have a big goal or a vision and then to reach that vision have small goals and then review those goals from time to time and be flexible on you know on those goals in case it needs to be changed a little bit in order to meet that vision yeah so your vision you know if you're a business your vision is always like you know a greater sales more booking appointments mm. greater awareness of your brands those are like the big things mm. and the goals is how you're going to get there right mm. so you yeah. know that's that's kind of you know that, mm. that's generally what you want you want more clients you want you know more sales yeah. you know those are the you know those are generally you know yeah. as a business that's what you'd want right so yeah. it's it's literally how you get there yeah and that's a strategy as well that i guess people can also build you know kind of adapt in other aspects in life as well you know we're talking about business here but i'm assuming that this can be adapted in other parts of their lives for example they want to you know if they're in a job for instance you know or you know if they whatever it is having that big goal and then setting smaller goals to work towards or even like for example losing weight right you know that's like a big goal i want to lose this amount of weight but then what are the small goals in order or the small steps in order to achieve that how do you say that because that was what was going through my mind as well (laughs) because that's something a lot of i've noticed that's that's something a lot of people say and i had a friend that every year she's like yep for 2018 you know i'm gonna lose weight 2019 you know i'm gonna lose weight i'm hearing the same thing every year but uh it's it's not getting anywhere and you know that's probably because the small steps in order to get there is not happening you know great vision you know you you have something great that you want to achieve but if you don't set a plan that you were talking about then it's difficult to achieve that so that's why I was thinking, okay, for other listeners, you know, who are not into business, you know, who don't have a business, but this is something that can apply in other areas of their lives as well. So thank you for sharing that. Um, just coming back to what you know, what the your, your bio where you said that you want others to understand how they want um, to understand and know that they don't have to be stuck in jobs they don't enjoy and explore new things. How can they do this? And what about those who don't really like to take risks and they want to stay comfortable where they are, although they may not be so happy? What would you advise them? Okay, so it's for me, it's very, I guess, from in hindsight, it's very simple. If you don't try new things, you'll never know what you enjoy, right? So it is very scary. It's very scary to say, I'm going to leave my job and try something new because you think, okay, maybe what if I don't enjoy that? But Mm. you know, 
now the world has changed. There's different ways to try new things as well. Like, you know, there's lots of, lots of online courses, there's lots of MOOCs, there's lots of, you know, opportunities to kind of have side jobs, side hustles. Mm. You know, now the world has kind of changed and like there's lots of opportunities. You don't have to leave what you're doing currently in order mm. to experience something. There's taster days, there's taster courses, there's groups that you can join to try new things, you know, mm. and don't be scared I think that's mm -hmm. I think people are just frightened that if I you know I, and obviously because there's like you know a wage and a salary involved and you don't want to you know disrupt that especially if you're like you know part of a family where you know they're relying on you for a commitment mm -hmm. um but you know there's lots of opportunities on the weekends on in the evenings um mm -hmm. because you don't actually have to leave your home now to even try new things yeah. um and if you don't try, you'll you'll never know. And that's very true for me as well. Like if I hadn't left my job at that point, I think I would still be stuck doing the same thing. And mm -hmm. I would never have discovered something that I enjoy because right now when I'm doing, when I'm working, I'm enjoying every single minute of that workday and I'm happy to give it that 100%. Whereas mm -hmm. I think if I'd continued, I might have been burnt out and maybe giving like say 50% or 60% of it. But, you know, it's and I've had I've adapted, you know, I've done different things along the way um, and said, right, I enjoy this aspect. Let's move on to this aspect. You know, let's develop this a bit more. You know, it's, it's all a kind of it's all it's all kind of the self-discovery to a certain extent. But yeah. you've got to take the plunge and you've got to kind of, you know, say, right, OK, I'm, I'm either happy or I'm not happy or mm. I could be happier. But the only way to get that happiness is I'm going to try new things and mm. guaranteed you'll find something that you'll you'll definitely enjoy. I like that because it feels like, you know, it's um, if we stay in a place of safety, we could be missing out on, on opportunities. And that reminds me of a game I was playing with my friends, Ludo, and um, we were partners. Um, so <laughs> my partner would she's she would she likes to take risks and remember the, uh, our opponent there were two and they were like remain safe remain safe remain safe yeah you knew you and ludo there was a place where if you just stay there you can't be eaten and then they were like just stay safe stay safe and then my partner was like um i'm gonna eat you all and she was literally trying to go around eating everybody and then she won if it wasn't for her i wouldn't have won <laughs> <laughs> it just you know kind of reminded me here sometimes we need to take risks because if we don't we we're going to be missing out on opportunities and i'm and like it's sorry it's calculated risks as well you don't have to say you know right i'm gonna you know i'm gonna have a complete life career change you know i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do you don't have to do that you just take small steps into discovering new things if they don't have to be big Absolutely. And that's that's the part I was going to get into as well is that you've mentioned that you don't have to leave your job completely because I do see a lot of those ads, you know, what? leave your job, leave your nine to five and start a business and then people get stuck and then they go back to nine to five. So you can do it besides, you know, what you're already doing. Um, so, for example, having a part time work, for instance, you know, until you set up your business, until it gets to a level where it's bringing you enough income to keep going and then you can progress it from there. So take a risks, you know, um, while you're already have something stable if because there are different kinds of individuals and because i work with, with around personalities there are personalities that are very willing to take risks they drop everything they move on and they do you know some of them they do become very successful there are some personalities that don't like to take risks and that's why we say as you mentioned while you're already doing something start something different or explore other things take on opportunities so here, if we have listeners from the different personalities, these are different options, and then they can follow what they feel comfortable with. Um, Fatima, I'm cautious of time here. So perhaps before I ask the last question, if you can tell us where listeners can find you, um, if you have a platform, for example, if they want to learn more about, you know, the work that you do, because, you know, when I introduced it at the start and I asked you to tell us more about what you, what you do, I never knew that there is, you know, for example, in business, you have to have a specific strategy and your social media presence, because social media seems like, as it says, social, right? Um, rather than something that we can use um, strategically when it comes to business. So if listeners want to learn more about that, and you know, there are, you know, a lot of the, mashallah, a lot of the sisters out there that I've interviewed as well, they provide a lot of, you know, resources, a lot of tips that the listeners can benefit from in their platforms. Is there a platform where they can reach you, where they can learn more about what you do and the work that you do to help businesses? Absolutely. So I've three ways. The, mm. the easiest three ways are my website, www.iforsocial.com. Um, mm. I'm on Instagram under mm. at underscore iforsocial. 
and I do hang out quite a bit on LinkedIn as well. So I'm Fatima Haji on LinkedIn. So those are the ways that, you know, that I can be found. Great. Jazakallah for that. And if we perhaps um, end with, if you can tell us, what do you advise others to do today to find their passion and what they enjoy? Um, do a brain dump. Get a piece of paper. Think of all the things that you would love to achieve in life. Mm. And then maybe take a highlighter and highlight, say, five or six of the ones that are the most important. That if you turned 80 and you hadn't achieved, that you would be quite upset about. I think that, you know, that will really identify what you want and what your kind of purpose in life is. Um, and then just explore those five or six options because we all have like a million thoughts whirling around in our head every mm -hmm. single day what if this that the other you know but if we could just you know if you just put it down on paper it's there it's visually in front of you you know your your kind of wants and your kind of aspirations and your kind of dreams just mm -hmm. dump them all on a piece of paper and then look at the ones that are those five or six that you really you know think oh okay those if I could achieve these you know in the next mm -hmm. few I'd be really happy. Mm. Um, I've been told about the rocking chair. It just it just came to my head when I mentioned eighty. So I, you know, um, I can't remember who it is, but it said just imagine yourself on a rocking chair when you're eighty and you're mm. rocking away. And you know, what would you be happy if you had achieved at the age of eighty? Inshallah, we'll all get there. Um, mm. But if you're rocking, what would you be happy if you'd achieved? And that kind of gives you that aspiration. You know. Oh what you want <laughs> this is powerful you know because you know yeah when you're saying that rocking chair and you're rocking at the age of 80 i'm just thinking you know what if somebody has not i'm thinking about myself if i haven't achieved what i want i'll be like oh my god that would not be a very nice place to be in <laughs> yeah yeah so it's nice to think about it in advance so that you make sure that when you are at that age you've achieved what you want and i really like how you said kind of like you know put everything in paper and you don't have to do all of them but focus on just five of them for example and then you've got the next step i'm assuming is what you mentioned earlier is that the planning strategically how you can achieve it yeah so thank you so Sorry, Fatima, go ahead. You want to say something? No, absolutely. I think you're spot on in, in what you say. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for that. It's been a great, you know, um, interview today, Fatima, with a lot of, you know, um, strategies on how we can plan our timing, how we can move forward, you know, uh, how we can take care of ourselves, keeping that balance as well that you've shared, how we can self-develop ourselves as well and make sure that we achieve what we want. So just, uh, you know, to end, just a reminder that we had Fatima today, who's a social media and paid ad strategist, and she helps small businesses become visible on social media through creating content and paid advertising this was a recorded show so um fatima firstly thank you very much for being here with us and for sharing all the amazing things that you've shared which i've really really enjoyed listeners i hope that you have enjoyed that as well and thank you very much for tuning in and being here with us um we will be having inshallah um future episodes with you know other guests sharing their stories so please do stay tuned and if you or if you are or you know someone who would like to share your story in our radio show to inspire others, please do get in touch on 0779-481822. Fatima, thank you again. Jazakallah khair and thank you to everyone. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.